you need to get your shit together. You need to, you need to, you need to bring it a little bit harder than you've been bringing it. Oh, I could watch you bleed out from your throat while I ate my morning oatmeal. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that knows how to rock a fanny pack. I don't think I do. I think you do. I'm not the rock. You got like three of them. You got the camouflage one, the orange one, and then that tan one. He's just making shit up. <laughs> I don't have a single fanny pack. Would you ever wear one? Um, It really depends. On if you're 55? Or... Also, I don't carry enough things with me. I carry phone wallet keys. What else do I take anywhere? Your tampons? No. <laughs> I just keep all of them stored up in there. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending that good old quality father-son time together. Yeah. This is episode number 62. Okay. Kind of a milestone. Why? as uh, Because we officially tied... The same amount of episodes as Breaking Bad. Really? Mm-hmm. They had 62 episodes. However, Breaking Bad never had a Halloween Spectacular where there was five extra episodes or four. So really, we've been more successful to, than Breaking Bad is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, the sad thing about Breaking Bad, which I fucking love, is Jack has seen just about as many episodes of Breaking Bad as he has listened to episodes of Movie Money. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've seen like three. One of the best shows ever in the history of ever to be on TV. Por qué? I don't know. I mean, I've I've watched it multiple times. It's that fucking good. Okay. <laughs> cool. Fucker. Are you into this today? What do you mean? I mean, you're just like, you know, so... I want to get to my movie. I'm oh, excited about that. I see what it is. I see what it is. And I'm excited. I got. Well, I have to wait a long time before I can say what I came up with for your parameters. Well, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Right now, it's lobby time with Vincent Jack. Alright everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is the time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. I got through that one. You did? No. Uh, no fuck-ups like normal. Nope. Alright, got a couple things for the lobby today. Um, number one, <laughs> I think we talked about your grandfather last week mm-hmm. and uh, his new love of his iPhone. So he called Olivia the other day and said... Uh, I got a health problem, and we're thinking, fuck. He went down the coast, he caught COVID, and he's like, um, and it's called constipation. <laughs> yeah. And he'd already taken some Miralax, and it wasn't working, so he wanted Olivia to go by, like, Walgreens or something and, and pick up something a little stronger. And uh, I heard the conversation. I'm like, I got something. So she took over our Ducalax, the ones that we took on episode number 41. If you haven't listened to that, that's a crappy episode, literally. Yeah. Um, we gross. do the laxative challenge where we take Ducalax, and uh, spoiler alert, it, it works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Fairly quickly. Not for me. You'll have to listen to find that out. That's true. So she dropped it off, and uh, the next day, 
um, he texts, um, problem resolved. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So we'll, we'll have to follow up with him and have a, have a conversation. Maybe have him on. And he can no. explain <laughs> no. how it went for him. No, 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 no. All right, second of all, here's a little bit of advice if you don't already do this. We, we have dogs, and we like hanging out in our backyard, but with the dog shit, it always seems to waft over. So what we've started doing is watching the dogs, and as soon as they shit, we get a water hose and we spray it down. And it smells horrible as you're doing it, but it fucking just disintegrates into nothing. Probably good fertilizer, too. And I also don't have to set aside like 30 minutes one day a week to clean it all up. Yeah, it used to be your job and yeah. to, to clean up the Duke. And our dogs like to shit. Mm-hmm. I think probably most dogs enjoy shitting. Well, I don't think our big dog enjoys shitting. I think it scares yeah, him sometimes. Yeah, he's scared. He's one of those dogs that when he farts, he gets up and runs away. Yeah, he's super scared. Of everything except a vacuum cleaner, mm-hmm. which... Fucking every single dog in the world is afraid of a vacuum cleaner. You even start plugging in a vacuum cleaner, our other dog is like, I'm out of here. Yeah. But not not the big dog. You can actually vacuum right up next to him, and he won't move. Yeah. It's, it's funny. He's afraid of everything. But I recommend it. And the funny thing about it, which I don't understand as far as shit goes, the dog will shit. I'll immediately go to the hose, and before I get to the shit, there's already flies on it. How the hell? They just sit there and wait. They're just like, okay, the dog's outside, Larry, and they're Let's just put our eggs in here, just sitting on the fence. Is that what they do? Is that why they like shit? I, I assume. What else would they do with it? They don't build nests. I assume they don't just eat shit. I really don't know. <laughs> Maybe. It's funny. One of the things when when Jack would have to go out and pick up all the Duke, I would always tell him, "Hey, one of the piles out there is mine. When you figure out which one it is, come let me know." And, and I always did. So he would always, always pick a pile and be like, "Is this yours?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." You know, I should have gone and squatted out there at least once and just seen if you could guess right. That would be so funny. All right, you ready to get to your part? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's movie. Before he does, I need to kind of let you know what's going on in case you didn't listen to the last episode. And if you didn't listen, shame on you. That's what I was thinking. Yep. Um, so we're doing something a little different for the month of August. Like, I pick parameters, and Jack has to pick a movie that fits those parameters. Like, I made it easy this week. I'm like, just pick a Nicolas Cage movie that you haven't seen. Nicolas Cage is always a wild card on how he's going to be. I tell that now. <laughs> and how the movie's going to be. So I just thought, that could be fun. He's got like 195 movies or something like that. He never says no to an offer to be in a movie, I don't think. I don't know if it's because of the payday or he just likes being in movies. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm looking forward to see what you pick. At the end of this episode, Jack is going to tell me the parameters of the movie I have to pick for next week. Mm-hmm. So just just mixing it up a little bit, just trying to keep it uh, interesting, kind of like uh, you know, adding another person to the bedroom. Okay. All right. There was actually three kind of movies I was trying to pick between, but one of them I found to be very interesting, and I knew it would be a shit movie, but it was over two hours, and I wasn't really wanting to sit down and do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you it has John Travolta in it as well, if that narrows anything down for you. The one today or the one you were thinking of? The one I was I was picking between three. I didn't pick the one I'm talking yeah, about now. Yeah, the one you're talking about is Face Off. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> it seemed so bad. I've seen, I've seen parts of that. And- I read the thing, like the description, and then I was like, what? And I watched the trailer. Oh. <sighs> 
Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> this, uh, the I'm, premise of that movie is so ridiculous. I'm, I'm thankful that you did not pick that. So this movie came out in 2011. It's rated R. Has a runtime of 107 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 47%. And the audience gave it a 37%. Good Lord. IMDb rated this movie a 5.4 out of 10 stars. The Mormon mothers tell us that a woman draws a vagina on a dirty windshield and pretends to perform oral sex on it. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> and that a man accidentally buries a machete into his own skull. Good grief. Uh, fun fact. Between the two movies I was looking at, because I eliminated Face Off pretty quick, uh, neither movies made enough at box office to cover what they spent to make it. <laughs> so this movie, a budget of $50 million, and they only made $41 million. All right. This movie is called Drive Angry. I don't know anything about it. Sweet. <laughs> the other one is hailed as one of the worst movies of all time, I'm pretty sure. So I, I just picked this one instead. What's the other one called? Oh, the Wicker Man. Pretty sure it's a remake. Yeah, I've heard it's of The Wicker Man. not the bees, if you've ever seen that. His head is in like a, a cage and they put a bunch of bees on him. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Drive Angry? Yep. Drive Angry. All right. Well, let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2011's Drive Angry. Good Lord. I'm really excited to see a Drive Angrier next month after this this theme is over. (laughs) Imagine, though. Drive Angrier? Because, I mean... Drive Angry 2? I mean, Die Hard, isn't that... Instead of doing, like, 2, 3, 4, they (sighs) did, like, Die Hard Another Day. Yeah, they die, did. Die Hardest. <laughs> like, they went that route with their titles. So I, I feel like this movie would not be Drive Angry 2. It'd be Drive Angrier, for sure. You know, it should actually be called Drive Agri. Agri? Yeah, because they based it on a vanity license plate that's supposed to say Drive Angry, but it was D-R-V-A-G-R-Y. So it should have been Drive Agri. So dumb. I mean, it would have made about as much sense. Yeah, true. All right, let me give it the 50-cent tour. Nicolas Cage escapes from hell to avenge his daughter's death and rescue his granddaughter from a sacrifice of an evil satanic cult. Yeah. Bam. It's pretty straightforward, really easy to follow. (laughs) All right, well, let me see what the internet has to say. Thrown into hell for his crimes, brutal felon John Milton escapes from the fiery pit after cultists murder his daughter and take her baby. Intent on rescuing the child, Milton joins forces with a waitress, played by Amber Heard, who gives him her ex-lover's fire-red muscle car. It was not a fire-red muscle car. No, it was a blue charger. And later on, they get the the red muscle car. Yeah. And the last, would you say that was the last 30 minutes? Within there somewhere? I think it might have been the last three and a half hours of the movie. But uh, anyway, (laughs) um, in it, the two pursue the cult leader who plans to sacrifice the infant and unleash hell on earth. However, the hunters become the hunted when Satan sends his merciless henchmen to drag Milton back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. This movie, it seemed like we started it like half a day ago. I know. But at the same time, I feel like the whole time I was watching it, it didn't feel like it dragged on. Oh, it 
I disagree. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with this movie, albeit for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, you laughed. Had a good time over there. I, I laughed because, one, the acting was atrocious. Oh, my gosh. Two, the casting was weird. Just a lot of random-looking people holding guns who don't look like they've ever held a gun. It, it, there was just a lot of funny stuff when it when the movie wasn't meant to be funny or any of that. I, but honestly, I couldn't tell. Because how do you release this... Not as a comedy, because this was hilarious. It was hilarious for the wrong reasons. Well, and it didn't take me long to realize that this was a 3D movie. Yeah. Because they kept on doing the cheesy 3D things coming at the camera. And 3D's so dumb. It's never been cool. It will be one day. Well, yeah, whenever you get like integrated into the movie. But so would you like... like so we, we went to that place at Disney one time that had like... It was called 4D or whatever, because... Because your chair would shake your and there'd be like air conditioning coming out of it when the wind blew. Mm-hmm. And like rats That's supposedly stupid. crawled under and you could feel like little things by your no. feet or something like that. I always wanted to like 3D when I was younger and I tried and tried. I wear glasses. I'm basically blind without my glasses. I mean, I know everybody says that, but I'm really Velma incarnate. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to put on the 3D glasses but be blind and try to watch the movie. It's not cool. It's not fair. It's they need to have like those science lab goggles in 3D for people with glasses. Well, maybe you could get some prescription 3D glasses. <sighs> That'd be such a waste. 3D's come a long way because when I was a kid, it was fucking red cardboard glasses that were red and blue. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time that that I used it, I think the creature from the Black Lagoon came on and they made it 3D. And I was all excited because I'd never seen the creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, it's a legendary movie. It's not legendary. It's just oh, it's old. Legendary. It's legendary. That's like the like from like what the Battle of eighteen twelve inspired that movie. Had you heard of it? Yes. Legendary because it's like the first horror movie ever, which makes it legendary. No, it doesn't. It, it's legendary. Anyway, um, it's just I, a first. I was so excited. I put them on. I started watching, and it was like this is dumb as shit. Is, really. This just makes the movie harder to see. And then you take them off, and the movie's all jacked up, so you can't watch yeah. it that way either. I don't know, man. 3D, you need to get your shit together. You need to, you need to, you need to bring it a little bit harder than you've been bringing it. You and need to be worth it. Exactly. All right, let's talk about this movie. I think about, I don't know, 30 minutes in, you were like, $50 million on this movie? How the fuck did they spend yeah. $50 million on the budget unless they gave like $49 million of it to Nicolas Cage? And I was saying they didn't. They clearly didn't pay the actors anything. No. These, they just like drove around in a rural area to get all these weird-looking people. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, hey, you want to maybe be on the TV at some point in your life? On the TV? Sure. Yeah. I ain't got a TV, co- but I've heard of them. <laughs> Color television? Yeah, and you ladies, we're going to have you all naked and dancing. <laughs> it was really weird. Why don't I use that voice? Because the director wouldn't be talking like that. How many fake pairs of boobs did we see in this movie? <sighs> not enough. No, I don't know. We're I too, don't think way we saw many. any real ones. No, probably not. Because all the ones that were willing to be naked were like, I got to show off this new boob job. But it's always good to see boobs. Yeah, movie. pretty much. We don't hate that. No. Um... <laughs> So let's. I mean, Nick Cage's I, haircut. Yeah, do you want to explain his uh, spaghetti uh, haircut? Well, his hair was bleached, and it was like just not not slicked back. There was no gel, but it didn't ever go in front of his face. It was all 
behind his ears. Because he had a receding much. hairline, too. Yeah, it was real nasty. But all He's the... a horrible actor. If this is like the only movie of his you've ever seen, you would think he's a horrible actor. He was in this. But in other movies, like Gone in 60 Seconds, from what I remember, he was good. It was just this. He was just terrible in this movie. Nick Cage has a place. In some movies, he's good, but I don't know if it's because he's good or he just fits in that part. Because I've watched some Nick Cage movies before that's like, good lord, this guy's fucking terrible. How, <laughs> yeah. how the hell? But, you know, he's actually related to Francis Ford Coppola. I have no idea who that is. He's a, he's a famous director. And, matter of fact, the first movie I think I ever saw Nicolas Cage in, I think if you watch Fast Times and the real, and, and at the end as the uh, cast is coming up, I think it says Nicolas Coppola. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember you told me that mm-hmm. when we watched it. So he probably got into showbiz pretty easily. Yeah. Come on in. Just like just like the director went down there to Louisiana or whatever to get all these extras for this mm-hmm. this film. It's probably like, hey, Nick, you want a job? Sure, man. But, you know, you talked about his hair and how gross he looked. All the women found him attractive. Yeah, it was really weird. They're all hitting on him and wanting to I, fuck him. and Yeah, and did fuck him. All right, let's talk about that ridiculous scene. He, he picks up this waitress at a bar called Bull by the Balls, mm-hmm. and he's he's banging her. He's not actually doing much of anything. She's just riding him and just getting he's after He's fully her. clothed, He's just she's sitting there. Naked. Yeah, he's fully clothed. He's obviously got it out. He's got a cigar in his mouth, and he just looks so disinterested in what's even going on. <laughs> and then she's like, hey, take your clothes off. And he says, I never disrobe before a gunfight. And, and then, then people bust in the room. and But he continues never, fucking her. I'm pretty sure... His penis never left her. No, it didn't. And she just like latches onto him and he's killing people. Mm-hmm. Man, this movie was like a B movie, but somehow was 50 million fucking dollars. Like, <sighs> I wouldn't, I would say that this movie was like perfect at what it did if it didn't cost 50 million dollars. I wouldn't use the word perfect at all well, when, as an adjective when talking about this movie in any way, shape, or form. Well, to me, it would be because if it didn't cost an ungodly amount of money for what they produced, then it would be classified as a B movie. And if it didn't and have then, anybody that you'd ever heard of. Yeah, so two people. I haven't heard of Amber Heard until recently with all the Johnny Depp crap, mm-hmm. but... Nicholas Cage. He's like an A-lister. Mm. Everybody knows Nick Cage. Yeah, they do. Who doesn't? He's he's an anomaly. Like sometimes he's, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, he's good in that. Or mm-hmm. and then other times you're like, Nicholas, what, what the fuck? The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I mean, what what are you doing? I mean, he's just been in. Just, was he in? Yeah. They, oh wait, I was thinking that's a Harry Potter movie. Oh no. I was like, he was in Harry Potter. I would love to see Nicholas Cage in <laughs> the, Harry Potter. Did he fill in for like you know how Dumbledore was different for the first? One or two movies? Because he died. Well, I wasn't trying to talk about that. I was just saying, like, maybe he was Snape in the beginning. That That's the only person Nick Cage could play in that movie. No, man, put him in Sirius Black is now Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay, I forgot about Sirius Black. He That would be the one, yeah. Uh, or or uh, <laughs> what's what's the blonde kid's name? Malfoy. Malfoy's dad. Draco. Uh, he could be Malfoy's dad. He, he could just be one of those Death Eaters that you never, ever see again. Except for what, like Order of the Phoenix, or make his hair orange, and he could be uh, one of the uh, Weasleys. <laughs> he could be Fred and George. <laughs> All right. So the whole "I never disrobe before a gunfight." I thought, okay, I'm writing that quote down. That's going to be the stupidest one in this movie. No, nope. 
Um, <laughs> here's my favorite quote by far. I could shoot you in the throat while I eat my morning grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, I got a really good laugh out of that. The cult leader, <laughs> that was so funny to me. He, uh, <laughs> I mean, Vince just said it all, pretty much. It's just a morning fucking grapefruit. Mm-hmm. That is so oddly specific. It's, and that that's like a niche. No, like, I would say less than half of the population has ever had a grapefruit for breakfast. It's actually known as a uh, breakfast fruit. Yeah, it, like I, I've heard of that. I feel like it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't they just be like, oh, I could watch you bleed out from your throat while I ate my morning oatmeal or my morning waffles or my morning pancakes or my morning bacon egg sausage McGriddle. He's healthy, man. He's, he's a health <laughs> nut. He's a, he's a healthy Satanist. All right? But why... Why? Why was that the line? But I feel <laughs> it was that's outrageous, kind of. So sometimes in movies, you think the acting's just horrible, but sometimes it's the script. The script and the script is ugh. so terrible that it makes everybody look terrible. <laughs> this script was terrible, <laughs> My terrible grapefruit, <laughs> just terrible. And but it was also executed terribly too. Yeah. One other thing that I have in my notes is. So there's this infant in the movie, and that's the baby that they're going to sacrifice. Yeah, they're going to, like... For whatever reason, I don't really... Like stab her at midnight when there's a full moon, Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to bring hell to Earth where this Satanist is going to rule or something like that. Bullshit. So I just wonder, as this little girl grows up, (laughs) at what point are mom and dad going to say... um? We got to tell you something. You were in this movie. <laughs> um, we made a mistake in like 2010, and uh, <laughs> and that was when yeah, you were born. We made another yeah. in 2011 oh, when this gosh. movie was filmed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! At least they got a real fucking baby. I'm looking at you, American Sniper. Oh, but fuck right <laughs> off! A movie that was way better, probably had a much higher budget. Yep. And then had to get a fucking baby alive. A baby so real. Like, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and watch American Sniper with Bradley Cooper and just watch all the scenes with the baby in it. And there's one scene that is just so obviously it's not a baby. There, there was a huge... It got talked about online a lot. Oh, did it? Yes. So people noticed. It did not go unnoticed by the public. All right. Favorite parts? <laughs> uh- <laughs> Shit. Or favorite part, probably. Um, and the grapefruit thing was funny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't remember what I laughed. I laughed at so many things in this movie. You really did. You had a good old time over there. Because this, this movie was pretty much right up my alley. The uh, only thing wrong with it is that how much it costed and they accomplished less than, like, Thanksgiving. But, like... I would expect Sharktopus and those kind of movies to have about the same uh, level of effects and CGI and stuff as this movie did. Like, there's one part where the demon guy who was trying to bring Nick Cage back to hell was driving like a cement mixer thing, like this big truck. No, it was a, it was carrying hydrogen. A hydrogen truck. That's why okay. it blew up so big. There yeah, the but there's like this big old police blockade, and there's this big hydrogen truck. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't real. 
No, it was, it, it was not terrible. at first, at least, or maybe ever. I don't really know, but it was like a fake, fake computer animated truck <laughs> coming and blowing up and destroying everything. Also, I mentioned this while we were watching. They took a lot of notes from Iron Eagle. If you haven't heard that episode, in Iron Eagle, there's like these metal towers, like the woven ones that would have like electricity wires on the top. But instead of the electricity wires, it was like you could climb up and be a lookout or something, I think. And lookout tower would have sufficed. Yeah, but they were, I I don't know, fuck off. (laughs) But they're made out of metal. And so then this metal gets shot, this tower gets shot at the base. And it just blows up fantastically. In this movie... I think they shot a wooden outhouse at one point, too, and it had, like, a <laughs> nuclear explosion. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this movie, cars could flip at any time. Cars could blow up at any <laughs> no. time. The very beginning is Nicolas Cage is chasing these guys, and they're like, oh, I think we lost him. And, of course, Nicolas Cage pulls out in front of them and turns the car sideways. And they're in, like, a truck. And they hit the side of his car, and they, like, their car flips to where, like, if you're looking at through the windshield, you're looking at the ground, and then proceeded to flip over, like, pole vault his car and and land on the roof. And his car never moved. And Yeah, (laughs) there was, like, barely any damage, didn't move, and whenever the hydrogen truck was plowing through all of the cop cars... Barely scraped one, and it just blew up and flew away and flipping all the other ones by just hitting them with the front right corner of the car. But that made it more enjoyable. (laughs) Watching this, part of me thought, well, maybe they spent a lot of money on like all the computers and the CGI and stuff like that. But then I realized, you know, you don't have to pay college interns to (laughs) to do anything. And I think that's, that's what we had here, maybe even high school. What did they spend their money on? Really? What I, did they spend their money on? There was nothing good or expensive looking besides Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he, and he's not expensive looking. Well, because he, I just because he's popular, I know. He's been everywhere. But he I, looked like he'd have been like the great value brand actor. But Amber Heard, I thought she was the probably the best actor slash actress whatever <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yes, her fighting noises weren't great, but she didn't fight that often. She fought a shit ton. That's, I, I was thinking, you the know, w- that's why it, it makes it more believable that maybe she would beat up Johnny Depp because she was fighting everybody in this. <laughs> like, everybody. Damn. She fought so many people. The only time... Like, I don't know what really happened there, so I'm not going to say that he didn't do anything. Wasn't there. I have no idea. It came out. But I hear things. Yeah. But, I mean, her, like, cry face was pretty good. She wasn't bad in this. And I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen her in a movie before. I hadn't heard of her until this whole Johnny Depp thing. Yeah, I hadn't either. I thought she was really pretty. Yeah, she's not uh she's not hard to look at. <laughs> <laughs> well, this whole movie was harder to look at. It really, really was. So what was your favorite part again? I, I can't think of one. I mean, Nick Cage had so many ridiculous kind of one liners or lines. It wasn't like an Arnold Schwarzenegger one liner, like I'll be Bach or uh, or You're Steamy or whatever it was in that one movie. It was it was more of just like he said something really stupid that wasn't even like I think it was meant to be more badass, not corny. He had the same tone the whole movie. He's yeah. And and if you know <laughs> Nicolas Cage, you know exactly what that tone is. He came out of hell. How's he supposed to be emotional? 
I mean, he had enough emotion to escape hell to save some useless, like, two-month-old baby. <laughs> That's all I have left of my daughter. You're, you live in hell. It doesn't fucking matter. So he said the worst thing about hell is the video feed of watching everybody you love get tortured or hurt or whatever. And like, and he yeah. didn't want to watch his granddaughter get tortured, so he well, came back, saved her, and then gave her to Amber Heard. If I was Amber exactly. Heard, Amber Heard should have been like, I don't want this fucking baby. Yeah, I just wanted to kill people. I don't want your baby. I don't want this baggage. <laughs> like, but then again, if you like, don't know what to say. I mean, he he was going back to hell whether you wanted to, whether he wanted to or not. So he just hands it to you. You know, while he's in hell, he can see if you just like go to the fire department, toss it in the dumpster. <laughs> no, like, damn. If, or, I'm saying dispose of it, get rid of the. <sighs> not, not, but just to to get rid of the baby, not necessarily in a violent way, but just leave it. All right. Since you can't think of a favorite part, my favorite part was the I'm banging a girl shootout scene. He just continued yeah. inside this woman. <laughs> yeah, inside this woman. You were going to say like a motel room, weren't you? Just, you know, he, he's banging this lady and killing people. And I just thought, you know what? That's something I've never seen before. Yeah. and I hope to see it again, though, because it works. <laughs> Maybe you should try it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's call Olivia on the phone right now. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I can't think of a favorite part, but that's not because there isn't one. I really I enjoyed this movie. I really did. And there's too many corny, stupid things that weren't meant to be corny that I laughed at. And I can't think of probably 85% of them right now. Let's be real. This would have eventually been a Jack pick anyway. <laughs> yeah. It would eventually come up on his radar. As, Had I known about it, oh, this would have been picked yeah. whether this Nick Cage theme thing for me was going or not. All right. Let's get into Bucket of Chicken. Damn. Um, I'm going to actually have to give it to the demon guy, the accountant. That was his name. Okay. Because, I mean, isn't he supposed to be a really good actor, too? But this movie fucked everybody up. I don't remember his name. Yeah, so he was played by William Fitchner, which all I can really remember him from is Armageddon. I saw that. He was one of the, the NASA astronauts. Let me just look him up real quick. See, he's also been in Black Hawk Down. I, I think he was one of the special forces guys in that. He was in The Dark Knight. He was in The Dark Knight? Yeah. He was in The Longest Yard. Does it say who he played in The Dark Knight? Uh, I'm not going to go deep into that. Fine. He was in Blades of Glory, so <laughs> Pearl Harbor. So he's he's been in some decent movies, and I think he's a good actor. So he gets your bucket of chicken? Uh, I mean, I really like the character. I thought it was cool, He his coin thing mm -hmm. and how... I mean, a lot of some corny effects came with him because he was he was a demon, like right under Satan or whatever, one of his like elite members of hell or whatever. So he was really strong. The only thing that could kill him was like a holy bullet, which I thought that gun that shot the holy bullets were, looked pretty cool. But I don't know. I just I think it's cool to walk around in a, a nice suit and a demon in a suit always sits well with me. I don't know what it is. But he also would could flip a coin, and then when he caught it, it was like whatever he wanted it to be. No, it was only an FBI badge every time. 
Well, but I assumed it, it could be anything. But we didn't see that. It's like, yeah. that's not that cool of a trick. But uh, why would he just bring a coin that only turns into an FBI badge? Well, it killed people, too. Yeah, he, he was basically Yondu from, uh, <laughs> from Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Yeah, but that, that whole flipping the coin and it turning into an FBI thing... I mean, it, it's kind of like a kids movie getting vibe. your magic wand and making it a flower bouquet. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that impressive. But it was also, he had, there are multiple interactions where uh, he, he already knew when somebody would die. Like, he saw these two, like, stoner guys, and he's like, I'll see you in 73 years. And he looks at the other one and is like, uh, I'll see you in, like, three months. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is that supposed to mean? It's kind of cool that he was, like, calm, cool, collected, and had that knowledge and all the power. He was a cool character. He was. All right. So my bucket of chicken, throughout this movie, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it to the... uh, Car? Yeah. (laughs) Really? The the Dodge. I was going to give it to the Dodge Charger. And then the Cutlass came up, and I thought, you know what? I might give it to that Cutlass. But then part of me was like, you know what? Are these even real cars? Or did they just build these cars on like some fucking Oldsmobile chassis, and they kind of create these cars for Because you're not going to get a car like that and, and treat it like shit. I just I just can't see that happening. But I thought, you know what? I'll still give it to the car until the very end. And then I heard the perfect song to end this movie. I'm still alive. It must have been a miracle. I mean, it, it it's was, been a hell of a ride. And it's by Meatloaf, which Meatloaf what? is kind of like Nicolas Cage. It's like, oh, he has a decent song. I mean, all of his songs are weird. and I don't know if but, I've ever heard but something But there might I be liked. a song that... On one of his albums that you can be like, okay, and I kind of enjoy that. But for the most part, you're kind of like, uh. but like this, this song was so bad and cheesy. It, it could have been played like in America World Police yes. or Team America World Police. It, it could have been sung by the South Park guy. I, I don't recommend you watch this movie. But I do recommend that you listen to the song Alive by Meatloaf. And then just picture one of the cheesiest action flicks you could ever see with a cheesy ending. And then this song coming up as they're driving into the hell's sunset. Like, I would like that song just as a joke. Like, like if you're ever working out, I would like put it on. (laughs) Just like push it to the limit. Exactly. Push it to the limit is a much better song than a hell of a ride. Mm. I don't know how many, but I'm guessing it was in at least 77 80s movies, montages, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Push it to the limit. <laughs> limit. Walk across the razor's edge. <laughs> You're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, score time. Um, I'll give it a 48. Okay, 26. <laughs> this movie sucked. It was a shit movie. <laughs> But it was so funny, but it was funny for all the wrong reasons, so mm-hmm. you can't give it a high score for that. When it got the opposite effect of what they wanted because it was so poorly done. It really was. It really was one of the most poorly done movies. And I feel like that effect of it being poorly done is only amplified by knowing how much it costs to make. I, I could do better things with $50 million than this movie. Yeah. My extent in the movie world is right now <laughs> what we do, but I definitely think I could make something better than this. I think I could definitely make something better than and this. And I would have a lot of money left over. <laughs> You've seen the film that I made in college. Yes. That's better than this, right? There, is no, there was no talking, right? No, there weren't, you weren't allowed to have talking. 
but you oh. could have music to it, but it yeah. had to be royalty-free music. I was like, fuck that. I'm putting Dick Dale and... Uh, Miserloo. And uh, the Combustible Edisons were in it. So <laughs> it wasn't Miserloo. It was one that was similar. And it was a ripoff because Pulp Fiction had kind of come out. But uh, And it was a... Uh, I liked it. It yeah. was really enjoyable to watch, actually. Undercover Cops. And what's funny about it is... The guys who played the cops. So I filmed this thing in in a park near the campus, and I had these cops in there eating donuts, and they got their guns on the picnic table. Mm-hmm. Those were real guns. We're just wow. out at the fucking park. We have I'm filming two guys running with real guns, and like <laughs> today, I'm like that might not have been a great idea. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and of course, I was the director, so I made a cameo oh, as the yeah. cops are rushing to an emergency. They stopped by a little donut shop. And it was one of those little tiny donut shops, and I just stood outside of it and handed them some donuts <laughs> with my Stussy hat on. <laughs> oh, I have a Stussy sweatshirt. Hmm, nobody cares. All right, um, before, we, before we end this, it is your turn to put parameters on the movie that I pick next week. Okay, so you have two options, but you could also satisfy both options at once. So this, I, I do that with women all the time. This, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this movie that you pick has to either beat the record for F words or cunt or both. Seriously? Yes. I so I always thought that Wolf of Wall Street had the record, but I will I'll do some research. I'm, I'm not hoping. sure I can do a Google search of <laughs> movies that use sure the word can. cunt. I mean, s- certainly. What I, movie has the most cunt words in oh, it? Oh, I thought I'd just type in cunt and just kind of see. Like if, image uh, search? If I, no. If see I if I just, you could <laughs> click on the images and see like a, someone's handwritten list. Or movie cunts or cunts in movies and just kind of see what comes up there. And you know, Harry cunts. What? All right. So, I mean, that's not. Overly surprising. I I've I came up with it before we started recording, so. <laughs> but it's a good one. I think it's a fun one. You can have fun with that. And yeah, your options may be quite limited because I did forget that we watched Wolf of Wall Street, but. Wolf of Wall Street is a quality movie. It is. I can't imagine any other movie that has more F words than that being a quality movie. So Or also not being as long. Well, Wolf of Wall yeah, Street was a long movie. Imagine well, more than Wolf of Wall Street in an hour and a half. And I don't remember what the ratio was of fucks to time, but it was... Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it was, one, it was one for me. For two and a half hours, just one. I last forever. Okay, I will... Uh, Fine, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 62 of Movie Muggin'. We really appreciate you listening. If you want to keep up with us, we're on Twitter and Instagram at MovieMuggin, and you can always email us at MovieMuggin at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening. Have a Movie Muggin day. Let us know, do you like looking at peen?